Alexa, who is our first speaker? Martin van de Kuvering works as business development manager at Reed Speaker, which offers online and offline text-to-speech solutions. He is in the voice business for over seven years. He started his career in the telecom industry as an account manager for a global headset brand. He likes to help companies to create a text-to-speech voice that perfectly fits with their brand identity. Well, with that, Marta, take it away. Thank you so much, Marta. Marta. Yes. Thank you. Um, oh, well, thank you very much for the introduction, uh, Marta and Alexa, of course. Um, I want to talk today a little bit more about developing the perfect voice for your brand. But I want to start with two questions for the audience. First of all, which of you is currently working on a voice application? That are quite some hands there. <laughs> and the second and a little bit more specific question, which of you is focusing on how that application should sound to fit with your brand identity? Just pick one. Can you tell a little bit more about that? For which company are you working and in which way are you thinking about how the voice should sound to match? So we're a radio corporation, so that means, of course, that we have a lot of voices that are interesting, but uh, we need to pick one of the voices, or maybe a few voices, and uh, we don't know yet which one of the voices should be our identity. So we're looking into that. Cool. And what do you hope to learn today from my presentation? Uh, I hope to learn that how to uh, couple an identity with a voice, uh, see how that works. Well, okay. Um, I would like to focus on two fundamental choices that you need to make while developing a voice application. The first one is the voice, of course. And the second one is the technical setup. Um, but before we really start, let's start with a quick introduction of myself. My name is Maarten van der Koevering, 28 years old, living in the beautiful city of uh, Amsterdam. I was born in Den Bosch, so if you talk with me during the breaks, that explains the accent. Uh, and I've got quite a passion for voice. Um, I started working for ReadSpeaker in 2014. Uh, ReadSpeaker is a company building text-to-speech technology. Uh, we are uh, part of Hoya. Hoya is a big Japanese uh, uh, company listed on the stock exchange market of uh, uh, Tokyo. Um, we've got sales offices in 14 countries, uh, quite some customers, and uh, most important, a lot of voices in a lot of languages. Um, to tell a little bit more about ReadSpeaker, and I keep that short, uh, we've got four really huge customers who we are working for to build uh, customized text-to-speech technology, which means that we are not using one of our default voices, but really a specific voice for uh, a brand. Uh, IBM Watson and IPsoft are to, I think, for all of you familiar companies. And there are two companies I cannot tell a lot about, to be honest, because it's still uh, in a strict NDA situation, but uh, a leading media streaming service company and uh, a global manufacturer of domestic uh, appliances. Um, to finish my bio, 
Uh, I started uh, studying at the uh, Holland University of Applied Sciences. I did a study small business and retail management. Uh, after that, as Marta, as Alexa already told, I started working for a company in, uh, in the headset area. Uh, we were a global headset brand selling uh, hardware all around the globe. Uh, but I decided to switch away from the hardware and to start uh, working in the software area, which I like a bit more, to be honest. And in 2018, we have launched uh, Air, and Air is a combination of three companies, uh, Ambot, uh, building, uh, of building uh, chatbot applications, and Amsterdam, focusing on sonic branding, so how should a brand sound, and uh, of course, uh, a read speaker, uh, my own company. Um, screen to from screen first to voice first. I think that's uh, why we are all here, and that's quite a big thing which is currently happening. And there are some statements, and uh, they are showed before. So by 2020, 50% of the search will come from from voice. So if you think about that, how should you start thinking about building an application, and how important will that be in your daily uh, 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 communication with your customer. Um, this is also quite a nice one. I think 30% of the smart speaker owners say that their speaker is replacing time spent with the TV. And of course, it's all in the US, so uh, it's, it's quite a big question how that will work out in the Netherlands. But uh, maybe the US is a good learning market for us. Um, the adoption of the smart speakers is faster than anything before, well known. And last but not least, as nearly a third of the voice assistant device owners stop looking and start listening for content, how should marketers prepare themselves for a voice-first future? And the last thing is thing I would like to focus a bit more on today. You can use voices, which are voices from the, um, uh, from the platform. So think about the Google voice, think about the Alexa voice. But you can also start thinking about using a third-party voice. Uh, what a, with a third-party voice, we mean a voice which is not default in the system. And that can bring the company quite some benefits. And to make that a bit stronger, um, I would like to show you an example of uh, three uh, supermarkets, uh, all using a smart assistant. And then there was no audio. Goedemiddag, ik ben Xander, de persoonlijke assistent van Supermarkt 1. Ik kan je helpen bij het maken van je boodschappenlijst of bij het kiezen van een recept. Wat kan ik voor je doen? Goedemiddag, ik ben Xander, de persoonlijke assistent van Supermarkt 2. Ik kan je helpen bij het maken van je boodschappenlijst of bij het kiezen van een recept. Wat kan ik voor je doen? Goedemiddag, ik ben Ilse. De persoonlijke assistent van Supermarkt 3. Ik kan je helpen bij het maken van je boodschappenlijst. Of bij het kiezen van een recept. Wat kan ik voor je doen? Well, I think that it makes sense that you use a different voice than your competitor. And this is of course one of our standard TTS voices, but you can customize that to make it uh, exactly the voice that you think that fits good with your brand. It could be a general third-party voice, uh, at least to give the same user experience on each device, but I think it makes sense to start thinking about a customized TTS voice. And why? I think these phases are 
at least to all the Dutch people, uh, uh, quite familiar. And it are not only familiar faces, it are also familiar voices. So the first one is... Kruidvat doet niet moeilijk over de prijs. Nu alles van Sanex, 2 plus 2 gratis. Ja, dat hoor je goed. 2 plus 2 gratis op alles van Sanex. Oh, snel naar... Kruidvat, steeds verrassend, altijd voordelig. ING introduceert 20 toetsaanslagen minder door makkelijk betalen via QR-code. HEMA viert de herfst met de Happy Herfstparade vol verrassende voordelen. Bijvoorbeeld alle kaarsen 3 plus 1 gratis voor extra sfeer tijdens de donkere avonden. Kom snel naar de winkel of kijk op HEMA.nl. Echt HEMA. Bij McDonald's zit je goed dit WK. Met de WK Snackbox, McFlurry, Milkshake en de WK Burger. Zo, die zit er lekker in zeg. So perhaps all familiar faces, but not all familiar matches with, oh, that voice is that face. But I think it's quite strong from those brands who have their own, uh, oh, sorry, who have their own uh, 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 voice, which fits perfectly with the brand and which they think the brand should sound. Kruidvat doet niet moeilijk over de prijs. Nu alles van Sanex, 2 plus 2 gratis. Sorry. Yeah, but let's start about talking and let's start talking about building a text-to-speech voice and how that works. Um, there were roughly two approaches of building a TTS voice, and uh, the first one is unit selection synthesis. A unit selection synthesis basically works in a way that we record quite some audio. We need approximately 30 hours of speech. And we cut that in all smaller pieces, basically Lego blocks or Lego brickets. And we can use the Lego bricks to start building uh, a sentence. And you need that much audio to make sure that you've got all the little Lego pieces to make sure that you have the natural uh, uh, wave of uh, the way we speak. The unit selection synthesis is, uh, is in our opinion, still quite a good way of building a text-to-speech voice. Uh, but there is an alternative, and the alternative is parametric synthesis. Or maybe a lot of people will know that as DNN voices, or at least DNN technology. Um, We've got WaveNet uh, from Google. Uh, I think that's all familiar. That's all part of parametric synthesis, and that's a totally different approach comparing to unit selection synthesis. Although the quality of uh, parametric synthesis is improving fast, we still believe that uh, right now unit selection synthesis is better in a quality way. And there are some disadvantages and advantages for each technology. I think using uh, unit selection synthesis is really good because it sounds pretty natural. The downside is that you need quite some audio, which makes it more uh, uh, costly. The plus side of parametric is that it sounds fluent, so there are less glitches comparing to unit selection. Uh, but the downside is that it sounds a bit oversmoothed and maybe there's some busyness on the, on the background. Zooming in to text-to-speech technology based on unit selection synthesis. Um, the process of building a custom voice takes approximately six months. And it all starts with a really important question. 
which voice actor should you choose? And uh, that starts with creating a profile. You should start thinking about which uh, characteristics fits with my brand. Should I think about a female, a male, which is an easy question, but after that should I start thinking about something who's slightly older or maybe a little bit more serious or younger and really fresh. It depends a little bit on which uh, 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 voice fits with your brand. Uh, I can imagine that ING wants something different than the Kruidvat, for example. Then we start doing a test recording to make sure that that specific voice actor that we have selected, or maybe we have listed a, uh, uh, selected a list of five voice actors, are all good for uh, building a TTS voice. And then we will choose the final uh, uh, voice actor. Then there are about two months where we start the recordings uh, and we record the 30 hours of audio. You can imagine that if we want to record 30 hours, which is approximately 20,000 sentences, that you cannot ask someone to, to go in, in a recording room and start uh, reading out loud for maybe eight hours on a daily basis. Now that could be two, maybe maximum three hours, uh, otherwise you will hear the difference in the voice. And the stability for us is quite important there. As soon as we have uh, oh, one, one important step, we can also add some custom things there in, in uh, the recordings, which can mean that we record standard prompts or that we uh, use some vocabulary of a brand, think about product names or brand names and things like that. It can also be added to the script to make sure that we cover all those things and that those things are pronounced correctly. After we have finished the, segment, uh, the, the recording, we start with the segmentation process. Uh, the segmentation process is where we really cut all the audio in pieces, the Lego bricks, to make sure that uh, we can fit those perfectly together to create natural sounding uh, TTS voices. Then we've got a beta 2 and a beta uh, 1 and a beta 2 phase where we deliver the voice and where they can uh, test and play around. Last but, not least, uh, last but not least, the delivery of the voice. The second fundamental choice you need to think of is the technical setup you want to choose. Right now, quite some companies are choosing for this setup, where you've got the user and the user is talking with a specific device, think about the Google Home, and the Google Home is talking with uh, the database of the application. So, for example, you talk with a big uh, supermarket, the Google Home is uh, connecting with the database of the supermarket to deliver the right content. Uh, which basically means that the device, the Google Home, is not only a speaker and a microphone, but it's also the AI of the, uh, of the device, and with that, it decides uh, which, 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 which uh, suggestion you get and things like that. There is an alternative, and the alternative is taking the brain separately from the device. And with that, you've got the uh, Alexa or the, the Google Home, uh, which is only a speaker and a microphone by then, and it's, use, it's using an, an external brain or an external artificial intelligence. Um, the big benefit about that is that you can have the same user experience on each device. So no matter you're using Home, uh, Google Home or the Alexa, you've got the same user experience. And you can send the same uh, voice. Uh, and with that, yeah, uh, the user experience is the same on, uh, on every device. 
if you start thinking about developing a custom voice, uh, there are some more benefits than only using that custom voice for the, at this moment, three familiar uh, voice assistants. But you can also use that same voice for, example, your mobile phone and your smart assistant on your mobile phone. Or you can use it for uh, your website. You can use it for personalized video marketing. Or you can use it for your IVR system. And I think this is these are quite general things that all companies have got, but there are uh, some more specific companies. Think about announcement systems uh, for KLM, for companies like that, that that can be used as well with the same voice. And with that, you've got the same exclusive voice for all uh, uh, consumer contact points. I believe that in three to five years from now, the world will be changed a bit in, in text-to-speech technology. First of all, it will be really hard to say uh, that it's a human voice or a TTS voice. And that sounds a bit scary, but I think we are getting to a level where it's so realistic that it's hard to uh, separate those two. I think that we will only need a few sentences of a specific voice actor to, uh, uh, to create uh, a text-to-speech voice or to train our system uh, uh, to make the voice sound like that specific voice actor with that specific characteristics. And the cost of building a TTS voice will be much lower. I think it will be reduced with 50 to 75%, which is quite a lot on the amount. Although, I think that the current stage of voice is developing so, so fast and the current way of, that we are interacting with uh, voice assistants is going so, so far that it's important to start thinking about those things today and not in three to five years from now. That's it. Right on. Dude. So we got some time for questions. I have one, but I think some other people have one too. Oh, I see him. Who else got questions? Hi. Um, oh, the the last slide, uh, you said it will be getting cheaper. Uh, that's what I heard in the beginning of websites. They say it will be getting cheaper and cheaper to build a website, and the reality, they're getting more and more expensive because they get more uh, intelligent, more yeah. uh, sophisticated. So, well, I think it's. It's a good question and it's a fair question, but uh, looking to Judith's selection synthesis, that's quite an intensive uh, way of building a TTS voice. And what I said, we need approximately 30 hours of speech and we need to process all that speech. Using parametric synthesis, that's um, right now really, really hard to develop, but we need less material to train the system. And with that, we need less recordings and I think with that, it will be less expensive. And you can also use uh, more expressive data. So right now we are using quite a flat way of, uh, of recording because it needs to be, I want to set with the Lego, base, Lego uh, brickets, it needs to be uh, glued together. And if, if the fit between those real audio fragments is not good, you will hear a glitch. Uh, with parametric synthesis, uh, it's glitch-free because we are not using the real audio data, but that's generated by the DNN system. With that, in, in general, I think it will get cheaper. I love that word, 
parametric synthesis, yeah. right? Yes. Yes, repeat that. One question there. One question there. Sorry, women go first. Okay, I have a very bad voice today, so that's actually kind of fine. In the, uh, um, the, the, 30, um, the 30 hours of text, is that like a specific script? Um, and the other question I was wondering when you're saying, well, you only need a few more sentences uh, to train them. I'm just worried if I were Haderich Minis that um, someone's going to do some identity theft. So I was kind of curious about um, how, what your thoughts are on those. Yeah, that's, uh, and the first one, uh, the 30 hours, uh, we, yes, we use a specific script, but we can use, uh, as I said, some customized prompts there. But it's really important for us uh, when we uh, start building a TTS voice that we cover as much as possible. And with that, we, uh, we generate a special script for each language. Um, the second question, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a fair one. And so sometimes the technology is moving faster than maybe a human can handle. And in this, in this case, I think the question was the same with, with using search engines, but you, is, it, is it all, are we still thinking about the privacy? And, and maybe, the, I think the third speaker today will tell a little bit more about that, but it's a, it's a good question. And uh, identity should be protected. So if we start recording two sentences from your voice, can we let you say everything we want? Or, yeah, I think we can, <laughs> but it's a big question if we need to do that, if we want to do that. Yeah, how do you do the uh, little uh, lock that you see in your browser just to reference that it's just a real voice you're hearing? That's uh, something still to be designed. Uh, one more question. Come on. You, you first? Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm seeing who I want to prefer. No, he was first. Sorry. Um, might it be able to uh, crowdsource voices? And what would be the biggest obstacles in that? That's a good question. Nice one. The, the, I think the voice should fit with, uh, the, show, the voice should be good enough to build a TTS voice. And I think that's, that's the, one of the bigger uh, uh, obstacles there. So if the voice is not good enough to build a TTS voice, uh, yeah. Marta, yeah, you have an expert here, so. I can answer a little bit to that. Um, I'm working uh, for ReadSpeaker as well, more on the research side of things. Uh, one of the main problems is that um, when you crowdsource uh, speech is that there's typically a lot of noise in it. So um, it's really important that you have high quality data. And that's yeah one of the things that we focus on that we really record in the studio. And that um, like People tend to be sloppy when they speak. They don't pronounce everything. So it's like some people would say that everybody could uh, record a commercial, but it, it, it's an art. And yeah, that's the same with speech synthesis. That and I everyone think more can so, do it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there are some examples of crowdsourced TTS voices, and they are not sounding that good, right? It is definitely possible technically, but it's yeah, you you compromise on uh, quality. Um, yeah, I think you, you have your think, uh, yeah. your payoff though. Speech synthesis—it's an art form. <laughs> very good. Well, with that, Marta, thank you very much. If you wanna, uh, yes, clap. Come on, let's do it. Yes, take it.
Um, if you have more questions about how to create voices, stuff like that, he'll be around, and he's here every time. So don't worry. You can speak to him now or next time.